You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, Thunder fans? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is your host, Brady Trantham. I am alongside Miss Madison Morris, and we are sitting courtside at Chesapeake Energy Arena um, what, an hour and a half after the game, or two hours after the game ended? I feel like we were in the locker room for about pro- almost an hour. Um, everybody took their sweet time, but, I mean, that's going to happen when you drop a game against the Los Angeles Lakers who are not featuring LeBron James. Uh, Madison, the Thunder, um, hit, or they tie a franchise record uh, 23s in uh, tonight's loss, but they also give up way too many threes and way too many easy buckets at the rim to the Lakers um, who just kept hitting shot after shot and answered the Thunders um, just tried to just they pretty much answered every single Thunder run that they tried to make in the second half no for sure and it was just it was overall just a poor defensive effort because I think you know the Lakers correct me if I'm wrong I read something that said the Lakers are actually really known for their bad three-point shooting as well, and that's kind of something the Thunder have been known for this entire season. So when you have guys like Kyle Kuzma who hit, what, seven out of 12 of his three-pointers, Alonzo Ball hit four out of 10, but it honestly (laughs) seems like he hit way more than that because every single time we turned around, Alonzo Ball was being recognized for hitting like a really clutch shot. So, you know, it was just, it kind of sucked for the Thunder and for Thunder fans to watch this team just completely give up shots like that, let guys like Lonzo Ball, who's 21 years old, just completely take over and make Russell Westbrook just look dismal. And I don't want to just call Russell Westbrook's performance tonight dismal because, you know, he did pick up another triple-double. But it's starting to get to the point where that's not entirely that impressive if you're going to give up a 10-point game in overtime to the Lakers without LeBron James. Russ... Russ hit seven, and by the way, I'm, I'm holding the microphone because, like I said, we're recording this um, courtside. We didn't feel like going upstairs to uh, the mid-level. Like, I'm tired. Madison's tired. It's 1 a.m. Yeah, just it's, it's, it's 1 a.m. right now. There, there's a reason why I didn't ask for questions tonight because tonight would have been a great night to ask, to ask you guys questions, but I just feel like everybody's probably asleep. Like a normal uh, human. Like everybody, yeah, everybody is normal and has, like, a, like real work to do tomorrow. <laughs> um, so I just decided to let you guys off the hook but um yeah so apologies if the volume level kind of swells back and forth because i'm trying to hold this and face the microphone to whoever's talking but um yeah russell he, he hits seven shots of his 30 attempts i saw some weird stat where it's the first time that a player has taken 30 shots and scored less than 30 points since um and it's the He's the first player to do it since himself back in 2013 <laughs> oh. or 14. Yeah, um, five of his seven makes were three pointers, so it was it was a weird game. It was a game where everybody just hit three pointers, mm-hmm. and the Thunder kind of fell into this trap that they've fallen into a few times this year, where teams allow them to take a lot of three pointers because breaking news, they're terrible at shooting them. Mm-hmm. And you know, all night the Lakers defense just sagged off Russell Westbrook, and they sagged off Russell Westbrook so much that he was able to attempt 12 three-pointers. And I mean, Billy Donovan said it in the post game, and I, I I hate to agree with him because we're talking about Russell Westbrook here, but all all 12 of those attempts were good because they were all in rhythm, and they were all wide open. Mm-hmm. 
The problem is, is like I said, it's Russell Westbrook taking those shots. So whether you, whether they're actually good is a different debate. Um, but you would think with a player like Russell, if he's going to hit five threes, it's going to you know elevate his his offense in other areas. Now he was certainly looking for his teammates tonight. He found Terrence Ferguson a lot. Terrence Ferguson was exceptional from the three point line once again. Just just his development is just. It's a shame that a lot of his great shooting performances have come in losses. Memphis last week, San Antonio last week, uh, and and tonight again. Uh, I think he was 6 of 10 from the three-point line. Really kept the Thunder afloat in the first half once it kind of got out of hand for the Thunder. Um, but you would think it would elevate his game, like getting to the rim, but five, like I said, five of his seven makes were from three. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but for Russell Westbrook, that's just – that's just damn inexcusable. Right. No, and actually, I, I find that kind of funny because I went to the Lakers locker room after the game tonight, and Kyle Kuzma, who was just on fire from the three-point line tonight, actually mentioned that it was kind of a strategy coming into tonight's game that they knew that the Thunder struggled heavily and mightily from the three-point line, and they wanted to force those guys to take those shots. So I think they uh, accomplished that a little bit just because – you know, Russell Westbrook took a lot of three-pointers. Uh, Terrence Ferguson took a lot of downtown shots. He was pretty successful for the most part, shot 50% from downtown. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Kuzma basically said that was something that the Lakers strategized coming into tonight's game because that's something that a lot of teams are starting to take notice on is that the Thunder are struggling very mightily from the three-point line, and that's kind of bad when now teams are basing their game plan on the fact that you cannot shoot the ball from the three-point line. Yeah, and, you know, I'm talking to some other media members, you know, the last few days and then tonight as well. Um, just kind of common things have been starting to pop up, like questions like, have have the Thunder, did they peak at the wrong time? Did they peak way too early? Um, how bad, is this just a little funk they're going through? I think it's just pretty simple. The Thunder have been scouted, you know, mm-hmm. like we've gone through half the season, so everybody has film on each other. Everybody knows everybody's strengths. Everybody knows everybody's weaknesses. And even though it's the regular season and you're not necessarily game planning for your next opponent, that's that's something that happens, you know, like in the postseason. That you, you pretty much just play off your own rhythm and your own momentum, and then in certain situations in random regular season games, do you remember your scouting report? Mm-hmm. And a big, big game like this with, you know, all-star players like Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and then uh, the Lakers with all their notoriety. You know, those scouting reports are going to pop back into your head of, oh, yeah, this team is not very good at shooting three-pointers. Right. Let's let, let's double Paul George in the second half, take the ball out of his hands, and try and force Russell Westbrook to beat us um, with his offense. Um, to Russell's credit, all year, he hasn't let his uh, shooting woes affect finding his teammates like he um, like he has in the last um, few games. Um, even in some of these bad losses, he's, he's done a very good job of trying to get Adams involved, get Terrence Ferguson in rhythm, uh, finding Paul George and Paul George is not being double teamed. But uh, tonight, I, I just felt like the Thunder fell into that trap of, um, okay, we're just going to start heaving threes because the paint is being packed mm-hmm. and we don't want to, I, and I hesitate to say, use all of our effort, but like when you when you jack up 52 threes as a poor three-point shooting team what that tells me is you're not willing to go through the extra effort of trying to get your offense 
better shots, easier shots, because, mm -hmm. I mean, what, what's the easy thing? Like, if you can just play one-on-one -on -one with somebody. If you play one-on-one -on -one basketball with somebody and you're tired, you're just going to start heaving up three-pointers because you're yeah. too tired to get to the rim. And <laughs> I'm not trying to say that the Thunder are fatigued here, but once once the league kind of has out the, has the scouting report out on them and the secret's out on, okay, just sag off on certain guys, make other guys beat us, I mean, it's it, the Thunder are going to be hard-pressed to generate offense, especially when they're letting their defense just slip like it has. Yeah, and, you know, I thought it was quite the opposite. You know, coming into this game, watching the Thunder, they were on fire to start the game. They easily pick up an 11-4 to lead at the first time out. They got up to 17 points ahead of the Lakers at one point. It just looked like a completely different team. And, you know, I was actually talking to our own Matt Ravis about it, watching the first quarter of the game. I was like, wow, you know, this is – this is kind of nice to see. They just came out. They were hitting a lot of shots. It was all guys. You know, Jeremy Grant was hitting shots. Steven Adams had the first six points. Uh, well, not really the first six points, but he, he had six of the Thunder's first eight points. And, you know, of course, Paul George was hitting shots. Russell Westbrook had 13 assists tonight, so he was definitely, like, utilizing the other guys on the court. It was just, it looked like a night and day different team, and it was kind of nice. But then the dreaded second quarter came, and that is just when the Lakers found a rhythm. They found some heat from downtown. Kyle Kuzma was just unstoppable. And, uh, you know, even guys like JaVale McGee and Tyson Chandler were just complete. I don't want to say they were owning Steven Adams because Steven had a great night as well starting off the game. But, you know, guys like JaVale and Tyson and even Z uh, Zubak, am I saying that right? Zubak. I never say it right. Zubak, um, they were really having their way with Steven kind of as the game carried on. And Zubak was actually talking in the locker room tonight saying, you know, I know that Steven Adams is the strongest guy. Like, I know what he's capable of. And that's something that they prepared for coming into this game. And kind of what Brady was saying about how the Thunder are being scouted right now, that's so true. And every single person that I got to hear from in the Lakers locker room tonight, they all mentioned Steven Adams and they know – that he is powerful in what he's capable of. And we all witnessed it tonight. There were times where all five Lakers players were on Steven when he got the ball under the rim. And that's just something that a lot of teams have started doing. And it's starting to work. Yeah, and well, look, it's a two-way street. You know, the, every, team, every opponent has the scouting report on Oklahoma City. But the Thunder have their fair share of scouting reports on all of their opponents. They know that the Lakers are just as bad at shooting three-pointers as they are. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is a good little moment for us to segue into the Billy Donovan press conference, which you were you were doing your business in the uh, Lakers locker room, so you had you got to miss this. But it was quite the post game. <laughs> I mean, Billy Donovan, um, at least with the, I mean, he's a very he's an animated coach at times. You know, he, he's very stoic uh, in appearance um, on the sideline, and he's of course very stoic with the media. He's very um, gracious with us. But tonight, I mean, he. Um, he was certainly upset, and he was certainly salty about the Thunder's defensive performance, particularly from the three-point line. Mm -hmm. And um, he even pointed it out. He was like, guys, you know, we've been talking about pick-and-roll defense for the last few days. It's not pick-and-roll defense for us. It's defending the three-point line. Mm -hmm. And if we're not able, being the Thunder, if we're not able to defend the three-point line at the rate that we have been prior to this kind of last two weeks of poor play where they've lost – five of their last six games, um, if we're not able to do that, we're not going to win a lot of games. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I mean, it was a press conference where uh, Eric Horn from the Oklahoman was asking Billy a question about the uh, overtime um, overtime performance where the offense um, had good looks, you know, and I'm going to 
I'll support Billy here for a second. Um, they had good looks. They just missed them. But Eric's question, he kind of framed it as, it seemed like, you know, after a, a strong fourth quarter to force overtime, you just didn't have it in the, in the overtime period. And then Billy cut him off and said, what do you mean? Like, we had a lot of good looks. He's correct. We just didn't knock him down. And, I mean, that's what Eric means. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what the question means is after a strong fourth quarter performance where you're able to knock down those shots, all those good looks, they just didn't fall. And it's because this team is not a good three-point shooting team. Yeah. And typically, you know, the cream rises to the top. And if you're not a good three-point shooting team in winning time, you're more times than not, you're probably not going to hit those shots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as well with the um, other things with the Billy Donovan press conference, he um, just went on and on about three-point um, three-point perimeter defense. And he said something, and I think it's, the, it's my favorite quote of the year so far. Um, I'm going to frame this quote for later on because it made me almost laugh out loud. <laughs> um, I, I believe Nick Gallo asked, like, what are the things that you guys need to do in order to fix, you know, what's going on, what's going on with this perimeter defense? And Billy said, we need to stop being so surprised that Lonzo Ball is shooting a three-pointer. And I, I put that quote out on Twitter, and I think a lot of people were confused, like, as to the context. Maybe I should have done a better job of framing it. But I thought just putting that quote out there was just kind of funny. Um, a lot of people point out, well, Zubak was like 12 of 14 or 12 of 16, had the game of his life. Aren't you talking about that? What Billy meant by that was Lonzo Ball is a bad three-point shooter, mm-hmm. I mean, percentage-wise. What he meant by that was just because he's a bad three-point shooter, do not allow him to become a good one for tonight. Don't allow him to get into rhythm. And Billy kind of highlighted, you know, he's, I think his exact quote was, I think we, we had like a lot, a, a lot of like – um, of half, he didn't say half-ass, but they were half-ass. Some half-ass closeouts on three-point shooters, and it's because some of these perimeter defense defenders will think, okay, it's Lonzo Ball. There's no need to defend. Oh, there he goes. He just launched a three. He made it. <laughs> and when you allow a, a guy like that to hit his first two threes, it could be a whole different ball game. Like his percentages for the for his career and for the season go out the window at that mm-hmm. point. And then Billy kind of went on about, like, what what was it, last week San Antonio goes 12 or 16 of 19. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. And then uh, the other night with Atlanta, a team that doesn't shoot three point um, the three-point well percentage-wise, mm-hmm. they hit 18. And tonight we give up 18 to these guys. This, this is all direct quote from Billy Donovan from what I could remember. Um, I know he said, and then we give up 18 to these guys. You know, that was about a salty – as I have seen Billy Dahman. Now, he, he wasn't screaming or yelling or cussing. You know, he was still his calm and composed self. But you could definitely tell Billy Dahman was pissed off tonight. And I, I certainly understand why. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I think it's kind of become a pattern. And I know this is going to be a bit of a hot take. But the Thunder have had a bad habit as of late of making kind of not bad teams, but just below average teams look pretty daggum good you know they made the Hawks look incredible the other night uh the Lakers came in here without LeBron James and I'm not saying they left without a fight because they sure as hell did they had to go into overtime and everything but um you know the Thunder they've just been allowing these teams that are not supposed to come in here and be super successful especially inside Chesapeake which every single team that has come in here this season has mentioned how hard it is to win in Oklahoma City, especially with the fan base and just how rowdy the arena gets, but also the players that are on the court for the Thunder. And, you know, I completely agree with that. But, you know, they've allowed teams like 
I can't even really think right now. It's really late. But they allowed the Lakers to come in tonight Memphis, without Memphis twice. Memphis twice. Memphis twice. Washington. Well, Washington yeah. definitely yes. So you know, it's just it's just been kind of a pattern that the Thunder have fallen into, and I don't I don't even want to say this is another funk, guys, because no, it's not. It's just. It's a bad thing that's going on right now that the Thunder just need to figure out. And I'm not saying I don't think they will, but, you know, it was, it's not, I don't think this game was supposed to end the way it did, especially not having LeBron James on the floor. So it definitely looks really bad on the Thunder. And that's what a lot of people are saying. So I'm not just like spitting fire over here. This is really something that's going on, but you know, it's just, it's been a bad habit that they've allowed other teams to do. Yeah. And like, I, I don't, I, Bye, Thanks. guys. Good night, guys. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that it's just a funk as well. I don't want to say that the season is going to end <laughs> terribly now for the Thunder, but there Everything's are it, over. But there are some serious problems with this team moving forward, and they're problems that we we knew we knew about going into the season. They're just now coming to the surface because, like we've been talking about, everybody knows each other's weaknesses now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thunder just have to do a better job of understanding it, accepting it, but still doing the things that make that have made them one of the top, top teams in the Western Conference this year yeah. up until recently. Um, they've been very good, you know, individually and as a team, not letting certain flaws affect other areas of their game. But now in these last few weeks, and, and I think the Thunder are, I think they're hovering around 500 since the beginning of December. I was trying to look it up. Um, I know um, since the Dennis Schroeder suspension game uh, against Sacramento beginning of December, um, the Thunder were, I think they were 6-6 six and six or 7-6 and six, um, heading into heading into tonight since that game. So um, it, it's, it's definitely been, you know, it's been unsettling to watch because with how great this team was defensively and how well they were generating easy buckets for a team that struggles to shoot. But like you said, it seems like teams are just having their their best games best games yeah. of their season against the Thunder. And it's because the Thunder are getting away from those good things and they're trying and it seems like they're getting into they're just falling into the traps that their opponents are laying for them. Right. And whether it's like a foul fest like against Minnesota or whether it's um, just playing absolutely down to your opponent in Atlanta or tonight where, where, like to what Billy Donovan was saying, allowing poor three-point shooters to get hot because you just don't respect them enough mm-hmm. and you don't want to close out hard enough that you think, oh, we'll just be able to score and score with them and score more points than them. Well, sadly for the Thunder, they weren't able to do that in overtime, but – um, I, I don't know. It's really odd. The Thunder are going to they're going to play better basketball. Every single team goes through funks like this. Every single team is going to go through some lulls. Um, this one's a little bit exaggerated, but I think the Thunder are. I think it were the worst thing I can say is I think they're finally starting to level out to the team that they're ultimately destined to be, and that's anywhere from you know at the very worst a six seed. Um, more than likely a five, four, or a three seed. You know, best right. case scenario. Um, even last year, the Thunder, even though Portland, you know, swept them 4-0 last year in the regular season. If the Thunder win three, or f- I, I can't remember, if they if they just won a handful of those games against those really bad teams that they just inexplicably dropped, mm-hmm. they would have been the three seed. Mm-hmm. 
So for as bad as they were last year, they had every opportunity to seize a three seed. They're a much better team this year. They play much better. They have a higher ceiling than last year. Everything is there for them. They just have to correct these small little things that they keep talking about. And until they do, they're going to let teams like the Lakers and players like Lonzo Ball just have career days and Zubak have career days against them. No, yeah. I mean, I think you hit the hammer on the nail with that one. Um, yeah, overall, it was just – I don't. it wasn't really a dismal night by any means because this game did go to overtime. It was pretty thrilling. But I would say that overtime was pretty dismal just because the Lakers – they looked completely re-energized. They were ready to go into that overtime. And Luke Walton in the post game actually said uh, the only piece of advice he gave his players going into overtime was just go out there and enjoy it. You know, you have another five minutes to play the game you love. You have another five minutes to show why you deserve to win this game. So go out there and get it. And that's exactly what they did. And I have no idea what was said on the Thunder bench. I don't know what Billy Donovan said to the players, but shoot, I guess Luke Walton said something pretty daggum good because you know, guys were just hitting shots left and right to make that overtime just very, uh, why Why is this even an overtime right now? Like, just give the Lakers a win, let's go home, you know? So, overall, my final thoughts on just this game, uh, not great, but, you know, the Thunder have to just leave this one behind because they are going to be in Philadelphia on Saturday for a 2.30 game, and it's, you know, that's going to be another team that they're really going to have to put forth a lot of effort in uh they're going to have to show up and actually be ready to play because I mean whether people agree with me or not you know that team has Joel Embiid they have Ben Simmons they have uh Jimmy Butler so you know you're you're gonna have to bring your A game you're gonna have to leave games like this behind and you're gonna have to figure out these little things that keep making you lose these games that you're not supposed to be losing and you're gonna have to correct them so you can just move forward and not have those mistakes happen again Really quick before we get out of here, I did want to highlight something that I know a lot of people were paying attention to uh, early on in the game, um, and it's something that kind of bled into the very end of the game. I don't know if you noticed this. Um, the Thunder, you know, they had a, a lead as large as 17 in the first quarter. Then the starters go out, Dennis Schroeder comes in, and the Lakers just go on a tear. Mm-hmm. And they take the lead, and it just kind of becomes a back-and-forth affair with the Lakers answering every Thunder mini run from then on out, ultimately winning the game. Dennis Schroeder did not finish the game. Terrence Ferguson played the entire overtime period. He played the final minutes in the fourth quarter. And I think it's becoming very apparent that in addition to the Thunder being scouted, I think teams are understanding when Schroeder is out there with that second unit, attack him. Yeah. And it's been such it was it's been such a stark contrast um, in a lot of these games where the Thunder have lost. Their start the starters have played well initially. The bench unit will come in and play very sloppily and allow their opponents to come back in the game. And you would think, well then okay, let's let the starters come back in, everything will be fine. But it's a team sport and that rhythm that the bench unit gives up the, the starters come back in, and they start to play just as sloppily as the bench does. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's just a kind of a trickle down effect, and it happened tonight because, you know, I think they I think the Lakers went on a 31 to 15 run um, from the time Schroeder came into the game late in the first quarter, and then when he left in the second, um, you know, everyone was just kind of waiting. Okay, here comes Russell Westbrook, here comes Paul George. It's going to be fine, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the Thunder have to have to correct because um, Schroeder, he's one of their five best players. And even though Terrence Ferguson has been playing exceptionally well and 
you know, again, it's a shame that a lot of his great shooting games have come in losses like this. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes by the wayside. And no one's going to remember them. But um, if they're going to move forward and correct all this, they need to understand Schroeder is one of their best players. And, and if they're going to reach their potential, Schroeder has to be out there. Right. Um, and there are going to be situations where you want to throw Terrence out there. And I agreed with Terrence playing tonight, but I'm just saying you can't just always depend on Terrence to – outplay Dennis Schroeder because Schroeder's just a better player. Yeah, and something else I found interesting, I actually saw this tweet from Royce Young, and he tweeted out that Paul George took a shot in overtime, and that was actually his first time taking a shot since the third quarter. So I think it was just a little, I I don't know, I think it was a little weird, like the whole dynamic of the last bit of the game that kind of forced the Thunder to have to go into overtime and I say force the Thunder to have to go into overtime. I mean, force the Lakers basically to have to go into overtime because the Thunder were the one that had to fight back in there and make sure the game went into overtime to give them another chance. But, you know, it was just kind of a weird dynamic to end that game. And it just really didn't even look like this game should have gone into overtime. I just thought it was really weird. Something I just wanted to point out. It was a game that shouldn't have went into overtime because it's 1.30 and we're still here. But uh, let's just call it and get, get the hell out of here. Um, once again... The Oklahoma City Thunder lose their fifth game in the last six, uh, 138 to 128 to the LA Lakers. Um, they dropped to 26 and 18 on the year. Um, gotta they gotta fix things, and they have to turn right around really quick for a 2:30 tip off on the road against the Philadelphia 76ers. So we'll see. We will see what happens, Madison. But we shall see. Yes. Um, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Um, please um, subscribe, share it, let everybody know about it. We have fun doing it even at 1.30 in the morning. Uh, but for Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham. Good night, everybody.